<laughs> start again. Start again. I even just hit the stop. It didn't even stop. It didn't even record. Do that again. We just uh, do it again. Do it again. That was the best intro. Yeah, do it again because I even screwed that up. Oh my god. All right, welcome back to the Unreasonable Ground podcast, where we talk about nothing relevant while the recorder's on pause for 15 minutes. <laughs> we don't even realize it. We almost broke Donut off air. Like, that would have been sad. <laughs> I'm looking down at the recorder, and I'm thinking... Is this what happens? Because it's just the two of us, when we get back to, like, OG, like, mode, and we're like, we don't know what we're doing. We like, have no idea what we're doing. I don't have to impress... I just have to impress you, Mike. I don't have to impress Wes <laughs> yeah, no, or, or Eric. I don't have to impress like, them. I gotta make Wes and Eric think I'm professional. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I Wait, down. see, I all we need now is to be back in my camper and have the audio rendered useless by the echo. <laughs> Absolutely useless. <laughs> Just garbage. Throw it out the window. I felt bad. I'm like, I'm ruining somebody's voice. I'm throwing it in the crash bin. <laughs> so we, I looked out at the recorder and we're two, it says 2.15. I'm like, wait, we've been talking for longer than 2.15. Yeah. What's this blinky red light? <laughs> I looked out and I'm like. the pause button. Oh, Christ. It says pause. Oh, for sakes like come on uh i blame the scotch yeah i do but but we're not even into it yet though i know but i blame the stupid juice all right okay so short rewind for those of you that were stuck not listening to us live (laughs) uh i had a donut tragedy and left my donut home and had to hit up a tim's on the way and get myself a dirty beaten chocolate dip donut uh that uh it's the og but it looks abused because it was stuck in the bag and uh, i'm fairly confident i had it upside down on the console next to me for the drive here so that donut deserves uh evidentiary photos taken uh several of them you did grab one right so yeah i'm sure that'll uh, be on instagram later so shame me as deserved that's okay Uh, it deserves photographs it deserves uh, a couple of witness statements need to be taken and uh maybe some victim services i think to be honest with you because it looks like it's literally been the victim of a crime oh i'll be off on ltd because of this oh it's it's just just (laughs) damaged absolutely damaged yeah so however your donut is actually a bit of an enthralling story both from where it's from and and why it is what it is it is a nana's and papa's donut i wasted all my good chatter on the (laughs) non-recorded stupid (laughs) worst episode ever damn it mike i wasted this on you i wasted this on you yeah it's so it sounds like some member spouse that has been like up in Nunavut for the last 10 years. Yeah. Like, I ruined my 30s for you. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, there's some, what's that Adam Sandler movie, Big Daddy, where it's like they throw the surprise party and then Adam Sandler walks in and they're like, no, no, don't say it, don't say it. It's not for him. And he's like, what's going on? And then the dude that was supposed to actually be surprised walks in and she's like, you ruined it. <laughs> I wasted the giveaway. He's on like, it's you. my house. <laughs> Damn you, Sonny. <laughs> okay. All right. So I've got a Nana's and Papa's churro donut. Yeah. Nana's and Papa's here. In sorry, Nevada. Eric. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Eric. We're having them in your face. Uh, Parksville, British Columbia, Vancouver yeah. Island. All you right. Know, nice little donut shop. So uh, I got a churro thing. Never had a churro thing before. I don't even know if this is considered a donut. It's a pastry with a hole in the middle. So, you it's know, it's a what? donut. 
seriously are you it's donut it's a pastry with a hole in the middle i set the bar low man i i debate whether a fritter <laughs> is a may donut. not be a good donut but it's a donut it's a ring with a hole in it hey here's to uh, making sure this one doesn't put me in a hospital again. hey yeah, yeah, yeah cheers there you go <laughs> all right mm, tastes like the floor of 7-eleven no, I mean, it, it Javex looks, blood it, it and looks semen? like it. <laughs> <laughs> Javex blood and semen? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on where you're setting You turn is. on the black light in there, and you're like, I'm blind! <laughs> it's worse than a Jackson Pollock painting. Yeah. Well, that's why they closed the town site one. <laughs> wait, wait a second. Okay, I'm going to go try something. Give me two seconds. Oh, oh. We've got a science experiment going okay, on. Give me a second. I, got, I really got to try this early one. All right, all right, all right. So uh, I decided after first bite, uh, we're not going to get into the donuts too too much today. But after the first bite, I decided that I needed to go nuke this up. This is homage to the uh, to Wes. And uh, here, I'm going to give this a quick shot. And uh, I'm thinking churros are supposed to be warm because they're like a fried yeah. thing, right? So I had a churro in the U.S. somewhere, and it was warm and good. And I had a dry ass churro. I think it was at GM Place in Vancouver, and it sucked whole. You know, what I wish I could do. Have you ever seen the guys from Barstool Sports, the Prez? He goes around the world uh, trying the best pizzas. And he gives oh. it, it says it one bite, everyone knows the rules, and he does it. And I'm probably going to get sued by Barstool Sports. Oh, Prez, please don't do this. I love your uh, your content. You are absolutely amazing. Uh, but like he goes around, he does this, gives it one, a rating out of 10. And I wish I could do that with donuts. And just mm. like travel around the country yep. and just and just do the donut uh, thing. But uh, well, in this case, in this case um, I think you and I may be qualified. I, I would say extremely. We yeah. could probably put this forward towards like A&E or TLC or HDTV or other one of those networks that produces horrendous reality TV, and we'd probably get some money out of them. Yeah, right in between like Sister Wives and the Thousand Pound Sisters. Yes. Yeah. Yes. See, that's it. So my, right there. Yeah. Right there. And <laughs> that's then it's that's like, our niche. Right in between those yeah. two. Right in between polygamy and obesity. <laughs> right there that's our wedge <laughs> and it's it's the script for a hallmark movie <laughs> one leads to the other one has infinite sadness <laughs> then you get donuts then you get the thousand pound sisters forever alone <laughs> right after us is lowered expectations <laughs> at least they're jolly <laughs> they're always so happy why are they so happy all all right. Choking, Lewis. Okay. <laughs> all right we're getting on with this one so mm. here's the deal we had explained earlier in the previous intro to the podcast that uh, something that we like to do, especially on this particular podcast, is we enjoy police cars. And it's something that, Mikey, you and I have not had the opportunity to be able to do for quite some time. Yeah, this is a definite OG throwback for us, both for the fact that it's just you and I, and also for the fact that we're kind of talking rando police car newsy kind of mishmash randomness it's the best i love it it's the best this is this is what i would consider uh several uh members out at uh, we call cadets out at depot uh soon to me members have sent uh me some messages and that and and saying that they love to listen to the podcast while they're polishing boots this one is a polishing boots or yeah. driving up and down some godforsaken highway episode this is what this is just a shoot the shit episode. Kind of talk about some crazy yep. stuff on police Practice cars. Practice a J turn for me. Exactly. Just sweep that thing around. We used to be able to do it with the Crown Vicks really well. But speaking of J hooks that will never be done in this particular vehicle, we are going to start oh. this off <clears throat> with some island content. I'm a big fan of this. Are you a big fan of this? I am. Okay, we can discuss. 
listen, we did the episode not that long ago on the Tesla. And mm-hmm. that was the initial was the media release from the West Shore RCMP. So that yeah. is just north of uh, <clears throat> Victoria, BC, uh, south of Nanaimo. It kind of in between the two down South Island. And, you know, medium-sized detachment, you know, yeah, for yeah. police detachment for yeah, the RCMP. Langford is technically a city now. They're no longer a town, so. Yeah, so it, it's a decent-sized detachment, membership-wise, everything else. And they've decided that... Uh, Ottawa has actually decided that the very first place they are going to put in this trial or pilot project for an actual PC, not a community vehicle. Yeah, this is going to be general duty patrol Tesla, correct me if I'm wrong, Model Y? It's a Model Y. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Model Y. And initially this was back in, I want to say it was like the summer last year. Uh, that they had released that they were going to be doing this. And that's when we ended up doing the podcast. It was yeah, in the spring of 2022. And finally, in February of this month, they revealed it. Yep. Just, yeah, that was like right at the beginning of this month that they revealed it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like February 3rd, I think it was. February 7th. Yeah, so it was super early this month, and uh, thanks to... Uh, some context that I have down there, the West Shore Detachment, I was able to get some more in-depth photographs of the inside of it. Awesome. Um, and some some info on that particular vehicle. So, but this is this is not the first. And I found it interesting because we there was a bunch of articles that uh, came across and they said that it was Canada's first Tesla, an all-electric vehicle that was being used in policing in Canada. And it's actually, it's the second, as far as I'm aware, because the OPP did a model, what's the one with the the gull wings, the X? Oh, the X. Model X. And they did a Model X a few years back, probably about four years back. Was it General Duties, huh? So they painted it up, and we're going to get into the other news. That'll be the next story. Okay. Uh, but they painted it up. They did it all mocked up in the OPP colors. Uh, and I'm, I, from what I remember, it was a vehicle that was used for presentation purposes. But this is the first one <clears throat> for sure is going to be an actual full GD car. Yeah, like this this Tesla is going to be responding to calls just like the Crown Vicks and Exploders before. It, I'm so scared. You know what? I... Like I said, there's, I, I already said to you that I like it and I'm a fan of it. And I'll tell you one of the reasons why. And because they've had the balls to do it. They don't know if it's going to be a success. It may be an outright failure, but they are trying. And like, that's admirable. Um, they've really shown some initiative and drive to be the first and take those risks and jump ahead. And, you know, this is groundbreaking. And the reality of it is, I think the fact that they're doing it in West Shore is going to set them up for success for a couple of reasons. One, it's not a harsh climate like the rest of Canada, which we know EVs don't do well in. The batteries don't do well in the cold. Plus, they're actually opening a Tesla dealership in Langford, in West Shore there. So... Because Tesla is a non-traditional company, I could see direct feedback from the members potentially going to Tesla and actually being incorporated on like direct LEO upgrades, both hardware and software. Because a lot of thing, a lot of people don't realize is how malleable the software in Teslas are, both for you know serious things uh, as well as just like horse crap, you know, like. You can find videos on YouTube of a guy that's set his uncle's 
Tesla up to make fart noises every time he turns on the turn signal. I've actually I've seen it. Okay, yeah, uh, so, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> that's and what I mean. Like, it's, Wizzle's got one. And it like plays again. Like, yeah, he's playing orchestra. songs in his garage and stuff off of his car. Like, how? What? Like, <laughs> <laughs> with all the lights that are yeah, syncing up with the music. You're exactly. Like, yeah, you're like that's my Elon Musk rave. Thanks. <laughs> it, well, exactly, and and I, I find that interesting too because they are taking a bold stance. That is a bold stance in the sense that the Treasury Board has paid for this. Yeah. Uh, that's what I keep hearing. Uh, that would have to be confirmed, obviously. But uh, that's what I'm hearing from sources at the detachment there. Uh, the Treasury Board is doing this in the event that they are already foreseeing that there is going to be the grab for 2035. 2035 is going to be the year in which they're going to be wanting to go full electric for the entire fleet of the federal government. With that being said, uh, the biggest issue is, is like, what do we do with our police vehicles? Mm-hmm. Right? What do we do with our CBSA vehicles? What do we do with all these different vehicles that are out there? And what are we going to use to replace it? The Tesla, and I like the interesting point you made there, Mike, uh, especially saying that it's an irregular company. It's not one of the majors. It's not one of the big three, uh, domestically speaking, at least. Right? So it it doesn't have that grasp, like not where the foothold that those or those uh, companies have had over the years here in North America. Uh, but it's look, it's it's very much they're looking elsewhere. Well, and I have no shame in, in saying, and honestly, I, I don't think he'd have any shame in hearing it, is Elon Musk is a crazy genius, right? Like the man doesn't beat to the same drum that the rest of the planet does. And he is very happy to do things his own way. And whether that's for success or failure, right? And he will take feedback from Joe Q. Schmoes on Twitter, which he now owns, and roll with it like the the dude built flamethrowers for the civilian masses right like i've come on now like that's obscene right like he the man plans to die as one of the first colonists of mars right like who else in their right mind is is literally taking steps to make that happen right like whether you love him or hate him you cannot deny the fact that he is spearheading his own desires yeah, it's innovation at, at its prime in this particular there you go, case. Yeah. So, for uh, good or evil, or right? evil, like, exactly. Who the hell knows where that goes? <clears throat> but for this particular vehicle, it's interesting to see that they've taken a, a big step in that they have completely outfitted it. And I'll go over some of the details there, because you know, if anybody hasn't seen the photographs of the vehicle and its initial release earlier this month and they got a nice sunny day to do it which was fantastic for the whole project uh, given that it's vancouver island in february uh, but if you look at it it's got a satina front bar mm-hmm. which i kind of wonder and i'll go over that in here in detail it's got the new uh, i can't remember what the company is uh, whalen the new Whalen automatic flip-up light that is controlled inside the vehicle, so it's not a rotary. It's not. It's oh. not hand crank controlled. Oh, the uh, yeah. for the spotlight. For the spotlight, so oh, now yeah. it's it's fully controlled. It's a Whalen system, so it's fully controlled from the inside, which yeah. is kind of wild. I've seen it only in the states, in the southern states, where they don't have cold climates. Yeah, which that also might be a pilot project for the new vehicles. They're just going to throw a whole bunch of crap on here and say like, "Hey, let's test it out, see what it does. If it works, it works. If it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't." Uh, but it's the future of the lighting industry with the LED lights and all the rest of that. So that's kind mm-hmm. of a neat thing. Uh, rooftop light bar looks like it's very corny chintzy and it needs to yeah go. that's honestly one of my biggest critiques of it is that it looks like they took a rooftop light bar that was bound for something else and 
utilized it. Considering the technology that's available today and some of the really fantastic aftermarket suppliers and, and outfitters out there for emergency vehicles, I think they could have done the, the fully marked General Duties Tesla as a slick top. Uh, and used, you know, strip lighting or something like that in a manner that would still be high visibility from all angles uh, without looking like, oh, oh God, uh, the car's done and we forgot to put uh, lights on the top. Like, Ex- it looks exactly. like they, exactly. Yeah, like, they, they put the ski, the <clears throat> ski ramp or the, the whatever, the ski bar on top of it. Yeah. And it was like, oh, let's just throw it on. Uh, and I, I, you notice it's not going to be like anybody takes a good hard look at any of the PCs over the years. And you always see that giant mound of clay that the guy, it was all the Bondo that the guy goes and has yeah. to wire down the, the light over the top of it. Yeah. So we're not seeing that obviously this one. I, you know what? I'd love to get down to be able to take a look at it up close. But, uh, that being said, it has a silent patrolman in it, which I've been in the back of a Tesla and I can't say that I was impressed with a tremendous amount of room, which show, which gives me some concern only because i know the prowess i would say of the charger and the charger's lack of room in the back seat to be able to throw somebody in and the only bet the only difference here is is that height there's more headroom in the tesla versus the charger but you know nowhere does it like supersede the explorer or the tahoe or anything and getting people in but this one is interesting to see what it was also brought to my attention by uh, my sources inside the detachment there was that there's no uh, bars over the back windows. Okay, that that's probably mm. nitpicky stuff that they're going to have to figure out. Because that, that's also something that they could fix like that. Yep. Right? Like they could literally just be like, oh, you know, put one of the plexiglass screens on it. And that's something that they can just do from the inside and it's done. Right? That's... Yeah, and it's something that, you know what, you're going to be with your prisoner anyways, so if he starts kicking that out, that's that's the moment where you go around and you have to, you know, go with different options on that. Mm-hmm. But little stuff like that I thought was interesting. And then the inside where they have the giant LCD screen, like all Teslas do, they've also run an MDT, which is necessary, especially here on the island. It's just what we do. It's what we yep. run, the, the tough book. And... Uh, you know what they brought and I, I can't remember looking at it if they had the armrest and everything that we didn't explore and the tahoes and everything oh else with the their printer in, inboard printer yeah those annoying printers clever uh mm-hmm. but you know they are a little bit annoying when you're trying to get your coffee and that but my biggest my, my biggest critique and I'll, I'll go over the critique first my biggest critique is going to be that satina bar on the front because yeah. structurally speaking we've seen all the tests we know all all the rest of that yes they crash testing is a plus you know mm-hmm. the a plus ratings you know it, it it's good you know that the vehicle itself is primed up to be able to stop you know a, a front impact it has to pass those standards anyways my question is this that satina bar on a tahoe on a taurus on an explorer charger durango whatever you want to say any of those vehicles is backed up by one really 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 important thing an engine yeah okay question my question will be if it's going to be used in any critical incident and the thought would go into my head very first thing if I'm driving that vehicle, I'm thinking there's no damn way I'm going to be getting into any TVT situation yeah. with that car. No. A, my, my <clears throat> boss is going to literally hang me when I get back to the attachment because I messed up the new Tesla. Yeah. But B, that thing is going to crumple in the front. Well, the other thing to take into account is that Teslas have a lot of additional sensors that your standard you know, ICE engine vehicle isn't going to have, right? So it's, 
I think it's more of an aesthetic, almost, I want to say a marketing ploy, so to speak. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it could be realistically employed, but I think you're very right in saying that if they ever did in a TVT, you'd be riding off the Tesla as well. E even with like a perfect pit maneuver, you know, like, you know, oh shit, you know, tore the bar off, right? So I personally feel that again, and this is also going off of my slick top comment, setting one of these up for traffic enforcement without that bar with the slick top, maybe in a only semi-marked style would be amazing. Like that gray on gray, like that, that, that Tahoe that you yep. sent me a photo a couple of times, that gray on gray RCMP Tahoe that just like, like again, they, they, they're obviously they've got to get their foot in the water before they can swim. That's right. And this is the first toe. Yeah. And I think they're figuring it out too. There's a, there's a few little things too. And these aren't critiques at all. This is just feature wise yep. uh, that the Tesla, uh, again, sources have confirmed that it does have a, full moon roof so the entire roof is glass yep that's an issue that could cause some things later on down the road but one of the things that really excites me about the particular vehicle if i want to give pluses not everything is all critiquing and, and bashing tesla and, and so on and so forth i just believe in, in looking at both sides of the the argument and in this case i think we, you have superior acceleration oh yeah if you need to get where you need to get, that's a dangerous tool that you would have to govern 100% because you get somebody in a dynamic situation where the adrenaline's pumping and you're going to go from mock chicken to, you know what I mean, to wherever you got to oh, go, yeah. it's going to go. And that's yeah, what all I we ask for as PCs is that all you ask for is just being able to get there when you need to get there safely. Right. Yep. And this gives you that extra punch to be able to do that. And the other thing I was going to say would be the technology. You talked on that one, Mikey, for a second. You're speaking about the technology in the Tesla. The And we all know if you ever want to solve a homicide, have a Tesla nearby. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, the yeah, camera I've, tech, the technology I've there. Personally used footage from Tesla's to solve my own investigations. Yep. Uh, and it was a first experience for me to just realize how sophisticated and how high quality they are. Get into that glove box, grab that, that uh, whatever SD card or whatever, grab that. Yeah. Like, like it works. It's so good. And you yep. can do it all roadside. Like it's, it's fantastic. So I'm, I'm excited to see what I found well, I, really interesting the, about this car is that it uses a watch guard system. Oh. So it has a watch guard system installed in this one with a radar and, and so on. It's like they loaded this thing up and I'm wondering if they're testing it for load for the ability to see how much power and the wear that it will have on the equipment that it has. You can definitely tell like everything a modern RCMP police vehicle has, you know, the ones where we wish like you might get yeah. in a car today and one doesn't have a radar, but it has a watch guard for some reason. And then vice versa, or yeah. you'll see some other particular type of tool that's in there. Let's say the ALPR vehicles. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You see that type of thing. And I can't see why this shouldn't be able to run to an ALPR system with their own factory cameras, right? But that's that's not that's not what this has, as far no. as I'm aware. Well, and again, but the possibilities are endless. Again, and in honesty, what you've said right there, that could just be somebody maybe just needs to write the software for that, right? The cameras already exist. The ALPR software itself already exists. All you need to do is write it and set it up in a way that those cameras are now running the ALPR. You could even go so far as to, and this is something that I've always thought would be interesting, facial recognition for 1040s. Yep. Right? Like, 
you know, for the same way that particularly in the U.S., they use those like low jacks and stuff like that, um, as well as the ALPRs for, you know, hits on whatever, you know, interest like that there may be on it. It could be for intel purposes, could be wanted. It's like, hey, that's a fucking homicide suspect like get them yeah investigate just investigative reasons right intelligence purposes uh for any of those that are are kind of unaware of what alpr it's automatic license plate uh recognition Uh, so it, it's basically the cars you see going around and checking out parking lots. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the you know there are some yeah. policing agencies that run those as well too for traffic as well. Come across prohibited drivers, insurance violations, vehicles that don't have insurance, people that have warrants, whatever yeah. it might be. So uh, you limit used sparsely uh, within the RCMP. Uh, only specific vehicles have them. So interesting nonetheless Mm -hmm. so i think in the end the presentation of the vehicle itself my uh again sources have said that it is going to be used in the short period in the very beginning as a presentation vehicle and it Mm -hmm. will be used in a limited sense yeah but that eventually it will be given to the watch to absolutely beat the hell out of yeah which i am very excited would actually take a transfer down there just to go and beat on a tesla (laughs) yeah i know a couple of guys that at west shore and i'll be hitting them up to find out you know hey get in it let me know like i want to hear real things about it yeah because again it's we won't know unless we try it right so i got a lot of props for the oic at, at west shore to let this ball get rolling so and certain elements of it will fail but we don't know what and the degree of failure is always subject to evaluation as well right so it's a, it's the ultimate test of a motor vehicle <clears throat> and they've had that over the years and they've always said the same thing over and over and over again is yep. what vehicles get beaten the most run down the most are running all the time this will be the excellent test for tesla to yep. see because there's very you know we're not going to get into the entire episode about the hybrids or the uh, electric vehicles the ev but there are lots of competitors out there beating at the door oh, yeah. trying to get into this particular market yeah. and and it's almost to the point where there are so many on the market right now that tesla is going to have to do something big if they want to get into yeah. that particular contract i on that note i read an article online recently where there actually there's you know rumors and stuff that general motors is going to stop making internal combustion engines by 2030 and yeah, go nope full electric like they're bringing back the hummer as an all electric suv i've seen it it actually looks cool it does look cool it was in the super bowl wasn't it i think it was the super bowl yeah, it was like, or something anyway yeah yeah everybody's doing the trucks everybody's doing that so it'll be interesting to see i think yeah. uh you know moving on to the next one but i think that one will be Absolutely, interesting yeah. to keep an this eye is, on especially with this West is Shore. something i'm super keen on so I, I wish them the best and i hope they truly test it and and don't just let it be a demonstration vehicle and it's Put something it that we grinder can... and learn from the mistakes that you will have and, that, and it's something that we'll be able to see in the future because we're here on the island so we get to go down there 100%. and every now and then go take a look and see if one's rolling around a oh, couple of years from now lawmaster Law- oh my god <laughs> you imagine <laughs> speaking of insane vehicles we're moving on no, to that's the, i had to set it up i saw the photo i so. know it's like you just nailed it 
So we're moving on to the OPP's release of the 2023 C8 Corvette Z06. This was a rumored vehicle, and this was kind of interesting because I'll give you the, the, the background on it. Please. Is I was very excited to see this, and it popped up in the news, and it's almost like the OPP media and recruitment guys had this completely planned, which I highly doubt. But as, if it was scripted in any better way, like you just couldn't do it, okay? So the vehicle is underneath a tarp and it got pulled into actually it wasn't even tarped it got trailered on the 401 highway on its way down to the uh in the canadian international auto show in toronto that's a dirty highway that's a dirty highway in february oh no and they i don't know if i showed you the photo of that so it's on the bed of a truck uncovered a oh yeah Yeah, you did and it's i initially thought it was like photoshopped no it was 100 percent. they were like let's just throw it on there and and drive it down the highway at nighttime it looked like the batmobile and people were losing their minds losing their minds only because they saw a OPP C8 Corvette Z06 driving down the highway and they're like what the actual ass yeah like, is like what and, movie are they filming exactly and the comments were hilarious because it hit twitter and it was just all over Instagram and Twitter. And it was just constantly like, this is what our taxpayer money is going to and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I can't believe this. Well, that's a useless purchase. And Was like, it a civilian, like, was it a seizure? So here's kind of what people suspected. People had suspected it was civil forfeiture. They thought yeah. it was something that was seized and moved over. It's not the first time a Canadian agency has been able to do that. Uh, agencies across Canada can do that. They can mm-hmm. obviously request for civil forfeiture purposes that uh, in its proceeds of crime is what it is. Yes. So in this case, not the case. Oh. But it was very intriguing because a lot of people were thinking about that. And it yeah. just it had to, created this crazy buzz in Toronto and in Ontario. And it kind of made its way out to uh, the West Coast. And I was pumping it pretty goddamn hard. I was so excited to see it. I was like, what is this? What is the OPP Corvette <laughs> Z06 of all of them? And I know, right? A Z06. Th- not this even is a, a Dubai PC. Exactly. <laughs> so they bring it out. And what the story is... Is, is that as a part of the auto show, the OPP wanted to create as their media member. And, and unfortunately, I can't remember. It used to be Cam Woolley. God, Cam Woolley was awesome oh, yeah, back yeah, in the yeah. day. He used to do Canada's Worst Driver. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But Cam Woolley was the OPP media guy when I was growing up. And I got so used to hearing on the 401 highways and the QEWs and so on and so forth. But the media guy was out there and doing his best Cam Woolley impersonation. And he was saying he wanted to create buzz. He wanted to create you know a conversation piece around the auto show so done (laughs) yeah you won you won even because they were in look what looked like to be kind of an empty auxiliary hanger off to the side okay well screw it it even got into the show that's fantastic but what it is it's a 2023 like i said c8 corvette z06 that was partnered with gm gm gave them one of the vehicles to Mm. go and mock up do the wrap on the door and, yeah, and yeah. get all the, the police stuff on there and all the markings and signage. And yeah, they created something really interesting. It's not the first time the OPP has done it. They've yeah. done a, what was it, a Maserati before. They've done the Tesla Model X before yeah. for these types of things. And guess, and they're winning. Yeah. I'm sorry, in the race for recruiting, if this is what this was, was recruiting drive and to get eyes on the agency in a positive way. 
for new people to look at the agency, it's like, wow, they're really forward thinking. Do you think that would be a pretty cool car for the highway? It just, they won. Yeah. So yeah, that that's what it is. Yeah. It, it was at the show. It created a lot of buzz. They get a lot of people looking at it. What do you think about it? Well, um, buzz, like 100% successful, right? Uh, there's no arguing that at all. You know, I already joked that, hey, this is a Dubai PC. Uh, obviously, you know, I'd love to see it used as some, you know, highway interceptor or something like that by the, the, the OPP or even for like, oh, what did they do with the like emergency, like organ transportation and, and something <laughs> like that, right? Like yeah. it's, it, it would be awesome to see operational. I think, you know, the fact that the automaker themselves is kind of got on board has generated some buzz from them as well right so particularly within the industry that is law enforcement to be like hey we support you guys come buy more of our products you know right like well it's it's and we literally just got finished talking about the fact that it's not a major the tesla was the major three mm -hmm. and that the major threes uh Dodge has literally put down their foot and said, I, we are going to single-handedly take on law enforcement vehicles in North America. We have the helm. We're taking a lead. Yep. Piss off Ford because you yep. gave up the Taurus. The Exploder ain't got it. No. And they're, they're coming. Yep. And they're coming hard. And guess who's left behind in the dust? GM. Yep. Because, yeah, we, we do have their, their pickups, but their cars are gone. The Impala was a joke. Well, and... I've driven a PC setup Ram and it was great. So, you know, Dodge has literally got all the components when it comes to the Charger, the Durango, the Ram, like it is all there. Like they could slice a Charger in half and be like, here's the new Dodge motorcycle. And like, <laughs> you know, th there would be LEOs lining up for it. Right? Absolutely. Like they've, they have put their money where their mouth is. And this is clearly a good way for GM to be like, no, no, no. Hey, don't worry. Like we're in this as well. Corvette, I think they've pushed it to an unrealistic element a, a I, little bit. I agree. And they probably could have used some sort of other chassis along with this Corvette to be like, hey, you know, GM Corvette, Siri. now that we've got your attention, check out the Tahoe. Or the new Caprice, you know, with four body trunk, like w whatever, right? Like just they <laughs> four body <clears throat> trunk. You can fit four bodies in the trunk. Hey man, yes. that's that's what the Caprice was good for. I know <laughs> Caprice Classic. I got one right up there. There you go. I yeah. got my blue and white retro yeah, yeah, yeah. RCMP vehicle. It's like you can store whatever you want in there. Exactly. A couple trunk monkeys. You throw in your exactly your canine unit in the back there. So really why want do to have, we have four thousand flares in the trunk? Well, we got the space <laughs> because we could it's because we could yeah the uh, but yeah no uh, i think it, it was a great piece it was a great item uh, it really created that it sent me into spirals uh and that's all i can ask for you know when yeah. it comes to policing agencies i'm a big guy when it comes to recruitment i'm a big guy when it comes to the next generation getting into the rcmp uh and, and other agencies in canada and policing in general and i'll yeah. tell you one right now opp is on the board yeah. they have one stroke on there and everybody else okay we've got half yeah. with tesla we've got three quarter i'll give you three quarter three quarter there we you got go. three quarters of a point and everything else that's out there right now are trying to catch up but the opp yeah. has won in that I, sense i have personally seen the abbotsford uh hummer 
that they got through civil forfeiture uh, that literally the rap that they've put on it has a write-up that says this was a drug dealer's truck is awesome the fact that they've still got spinning rims on it and it's like the interior is all pimped out and everything like that still because it's literally they just took it and wrapped it and they're like here you go and it's their community liaison vehicle like it turns heads yeah i think uh, cfsu has the escalade oh nice they've got the escalade the rcmp in richmond if i'm not mistaken had an <clears throat> x5 had an x5 bmw for a while like those types yeah. of things as stupid as some people may think they are it's they're actually really unique and they do create a buzz so mm-hmm. i i think that it'd be nice to see more of those yeah uh, in the future what we won't be missing is the news that's just coming out of calgary Moving on to the next one. There's no way you're going to miss this. This is kind of interesting news. It does have its law enforcement and its vehicle, (laughs) but like it's so silly. So the story behind this one is that Calgary, the Calgary Police Service has been putting out uh, photo radar vehicles. Yeah, which is a no-no in BC. That's right. You can't do that here. Yeah. (laughs) So out in Calgary, what they had was they would put them in particular spots and it was an exploder and they had a pickup truck and they would just sit there and it would just scoop up. It was a GMC Safari here. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like money. That's that's what that was. And that's yeah. what the, the people of Calgary, or at least the councilmen and councilwomen there uh, with the city were saying, is that it's a money collection thing. The people are getting pissed. They're getting tired of paying. If I'm not mistaken, they said they made $40 million. In traffic fines. In traffic fines per year. I that's remember insanity. seeing the four, and I almost think it was 40, because I looked at it and went, what? Even if it is only four million that's insane that's an obscene amount of speeding tickets because let's face it it's they're not like pulling people over for seatbelt violations and stuff it's photo radar and i'll actually tell you what it was because i've got the article here and i have them yeah here it is in 2019 calgary police chief mark newfeld said the city made 40 million dollars per year in photo radar that's just from photo radar just from photo radar it's that Deerfoot Trail, man. People can't get off the gas pedal. Forty million. Can you believe that? So what? Oh, they, it looks like I got my quota for the day. Oh my! Right. So what they decided was is that uh, enough was enough that they were weren't going to take it anymore. The city of Calgary, the people of Calgary, which are amazing people, by the way, uh, but they had like enough with paying their millions of dollars. I wonder if you broke that down per capita how much people in calgary by population well, are what paying. is it here in bc it's like what 189 for speeding yeah it, it just depends if you go from the 25 yeah, yeah, yeah. to 20 and under and then you go up to the the 40 yeah but yeah that's what i'm saying for just like low end just speeding no no excessive yeah, it's or like 120 like and then the 180 or whatever it is yeah not a traffic guy as you can tell yeah yeah so but like, i'm one of those guys who's like hey wait a second what's the final i have to look at my cheater book <laughs> yeah, all yeah, the time exactly. but so, it was so interesting that's uh 30 33,333 tickets <laughs> at 120 bucks each <laughs> ouch so what they decided was they weren't going to take it anymore and here's why I implant the song the problem's not, not the speeding it. the problem's the vehicles right it's a problem yeah exactly clearly. <laughs> it's clearly the problem and they're like oh we don't want them putting them on highway ramps anymore yeah no kidding <laughs> 
Like you're going to see those on highway ramps. Like how desperate are the, is the city of Calgary for ticket funds when you put it at the end of a highway on ramp? Yeah. You're like, come on. But in this case, there was obviously some new policy, as is always, that had to be created to be able to go ahead and change this to make the people happy yeah, again so, in Calgary. So we have yeah. happy people. Yeah, so uh, it said, please say the decals. So they, they added, we'll get to the vehicles here. So they added that yellow neon strip at the bottom that says drive safe. And that's it. Like it's on the back, it's on yep. the side, it's on the front. And it said the the article from City News said police say the decals are part of the Alberta's automated enforcement technology guideline. God, the AAETG that was released December 3rd, 2021. Those changes include having the words drive safe made clearly visible on the front and the back of the vehicle. I think it's... So they created a the, law for this. Yeah. For, and you know what? I think it's a, probably a tool for them for when it comes to like ticket disputes as well too, right? Because think about it. This is an obscenely lemon bright thing that's going to be sitting on the side of the road and you know exactly what it's doing. It's taking your picture when you're speeding. So if you're... You know, oh, I didn't see it or some horse crap thing. Like, no, it's a freaking solar flare on the side of the road. It's like, slow down. That's exactly what it means. It's it's the yellow light that's on the side of the road. Slow down. <laughs> Just slow down or you're going to get it. And if yeah. you're too stupid. Drive surf. Yeah, if you're too stupid to realize it, then you're going to get hammered with a ticket. But so I thought that was kind of interesting. And, you know, I haven't seen them. There's no other articles about it. I don't know how often they're putting them out there, if it's kind of a joke or, or what they're going to do. But I'll tell you one thing with these new designs and that, I will say that unfortunately, the kids' programs at the arenas and the Zambonis are going to be driving a lot slower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they are not going to have their, their income for the city of Calgary. Because there could be 40, like whatever, 40 billion just drop in the bucket for a metropolitan city like Calgary. It is. Yeah. But they're going to be missing that 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 surplus or that income, I guess well, you would say. So just to play the math a, a little bit more, because, you know, what was it, 2019, they made their $40 million. And I said, well, if it's the same rate as BC at the 120, you know, it was 33,000 tickets. So that means they're writing 91 tickets per day. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't get those types of stats like like that's actually when you think about it it's not like they had a rampant problem right well, it's just it's not a rampant problem if they're only writing 93 tickets a day let's say on average yeah, if they're doing that what's the population of calgary Ooh, it's got to be at least seven hundred thousand. i'm gonna look it up i, I get i get I thought, they, I thought they broke a million a while back 1.33 million wow go. yeah so they look at that so 91 tickets per day out of a population for 1.3 million all of a sudden that number doesn't seem so obscene no i think 93 tickets could be something <clears throat> that's very manageable by a municipal agency's traffic services section every day yeah. I, I think so because if you come back and let's say you have your uh six you get your six uh citations a day yeah. where you have your tickets that you're going to be handing out or whatever it is for road enforcement safety enforcement yeah right if you had a unit of, so you, could, you could yeah. easily have more than you know twenty people working traffic services. So they should be making that anyways. But there might just be a new push and from the yeah. city council to be like, hey guys, get your get your shit in gear. Let's go out there and make sure we're writing some tickets and you know enforcing the law and making sure that the roads are safe. Right? Yeah. It's not always about money, and that's what always kills me is that people always think that you know ah oh, it's taxpayer money blah blah blah. No idiot, slow down. Well, like that's and you what, know that's what? what it's about. Slow down, be safe. 
particularly with the obscenely bright yellow deckling that's on it now, it's that that first element of Peel's policing principles, its presence. Right. Yep. So there is going to be at least some motorists that see that, look down at their speedo and go, ooh, and back it off. A little pucker moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's going to be what is it, six to eight days before I get the mail, you know. Uh, yeah, it's coming in your email. And, and you know what? Maybe that person's slowed down for a whole week because of they thought they were going to get a ticket. Like yep. that is a successful deployment of marked police. Yep, it works. It works. It pays and, for itself. Yeah, and it, you, I think going from one highly bright and visible vehicle to another story here. <laughs> oh, yeah, getting away from one, Calgary. something else, eh? So there's this odd new trend that, why am I trend? Examples of this particular uh, trend is going to be two agencies out of Southern Ontario. One of them being Barry, the Barry Police Service, and the other one being St. Thomas Police. And in this case, we're going to talk about Barry because Barry kind of did a big thing in regards to their vehicles that they're trying out. And it's the Battenberg pattern design. And this is something I'm learning about. Yeah. Is that it's actually called. It's that the checkboard pattern of blue and yellow is known as the Battenberg design. The yeah, yellow so is used the mo- most visible color to our eyes. It's a it's a European development. It's the UK. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's not just the UK that employs it, particularly the Nordic uh, police vehicles. If you notice, most of them have a pattern similar to that, or at least something based off of that, whether it's uh, um, like a Chevron pattern on the back of their Volvo in Sweden or whatever, yep. right? Like to basically, it's a parked traffic cone, right? Yeah, so. we see that the, our, our traffic vehicles out there, like all the the hazard vehicles out there for the yep. construction crews. We see those now have by there's actually new provincial and federal laws so they have to have that on the back of them. Yeah. I, I found this one really interesting. You know, they obviously looking at the photo that we had and we have before us in their media release from the Barry police, they have one of their hybrid, and you can always tell it's a hybrid by the front uh, grill of yep. the uh, Explorer there, but they have one of their hybrid Explorers and they've got this laid out design on the side there, the checker design. The St. Thomas one is like of a strange uh, variation of such where they went the entire vehicle oh. was checkered. Wow. Uh, but again, you're talking about an agency. That's a very small agency in St. Thomas. Uh, yeah. I used to, used to be part of my first detachment's uh, jurisdiction there, and but like our detachment area. But this one's interesting. But, you know, it said the three existing cruisers have been updated with a half Battenberg or checkerboard design and will be operational throughout the community beginning Tuesday, July 26, 2022. So obviously last summer yeah. they put them out. They went on to say the, the units they're going to be worked in is the community safety and well-being teams, as well as the traffic unit will be utilizing these test vehicles. The Battenberg pattern was created in the UK to enhance visibility and recognition of police vehicles from further distances. This can help enhance officer and public safety by reducing the likelihood of collisions. Okay. Especially in abysmal weather. Yes. Especially, yeah, if you're going in the prairies, if you're anywhere that has this crazy snow and, you know, even you could say in stormy weather. Yeah, right. No, just that's just what I mean. rain like and and fog yeah. and all the rest of that. You're going to see this thing coming. I remember doing a study in uh, one of my high school classes about how the colors impact the brain, and how there is basically a instinctual 
and mappable emotional reaction to each color uh, that the brain has when exposed to it. And even if it's only just for a quick second or whatever before you reassociate whatever that color is actually on or whatever, and your your conscious kind of takes control of the situation, it's that reptilian brain moment where you go, you know, for whatever you've been exposed to. And so things like red causes anger, you know, uh, green institutes calm, whereas yellow in is awareness. Caution. Exactly. Yep. So hence why traffic signs like for cautions and stuff are universally yellow. Things like parliament is upholstered in red because they want those guys to argue, right? The actors hang out in the green room to chill out before they go on stage. Like it's, it, there's an actual legitimate psychology behind all these colors. So plastering this thing full of yellow, well, at first glance, you might be like, Jesus Christ, that's so ugly. The real purpose for it is big. and It's, it's safety. It, in the end, it's safety. Yeah. Right? And that, and that's the thing. Um, I could see there's going to be arguments on both sides. Oh, yeah. Do I foresee our federal policing agency going to this? Absolutely not. I, I can't see them doing it. Not Although anytime I've soon, seen anyway. Weird, yeah, and I've seen weird things before, so you never quite know. Who knows? They might be playing with it. But you know, One thing you can say, though, too, is that it may take a generation. But, you know, in the UK, if you see a car that looks like that and you're in danger, you know you can go there for help. That's right. Right? Like you can, oh, oh, there's the cops. They can help me because some creepo's, you know, stalking me or something like that. Right? And, you know, whereas if I'm like, oh, oh, a white explorer, I can get help from the police. Oh, wait, it's not the police. Yeah. You know, or like, you know, there's a a black and white E350. Oh, it's one of the paddy wagons. Oh, no, wait, it's the, the geek squad you know like <laughs> i was wondered about that yeah I know, they totally right? mocked up his police vehicles but exactly so. yeah no i agree and I, I can see i can already foresee that there's going to be a lot of pushback but in the end the pushback coming from the members they don't care who cares you know realistically because it really doesn't matter uh but i think it would be interesting interesting to see what comes out of it i'd be interested yeah. interested to see if barry continues if they do more and the possibility if St. Thomas uh, chooses to do another one as well, too, yeah. because they're one that they have. Uh, maybe I can pull it up. But the one that they have is not bad. It's not a horrible looking, but it's definitely full checker. The other thing, too, is, you know, it's being used by that community safety well-being team, but also the traffic unit. Well, the traffic unit speaks for itself, right? Like, especially if you're doing an MVI scene or so. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> that's the St. Thomas one, eh? That's St. Thomas. That's a lot of checkers. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of checkers. Well, and they're smaller than the Barry one, so it's there's just more of them as well. Looks like you just got back from a curling bond spiel. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of plaid. That's going for a full, full euro there. Wow. So they, they just, they went all out. But They did. So. It, it'd be interesting to see what happens. So again, St. Thomas is a very small police agency. Uh, again, but- though, like for those pro arguments, like, oh, visibility, safety and stuff like that. Like you're putting an exclamation mark on it with that. You've thrown out things like cool factor, you know, right? Like, yeah, I got my black charger and I'm a badass. Well, okay this there's no badass factor whatsoever but everything else is is scoring you know 11 out of 10 although part of me likes it i don't know why but part of me i love the font what they used for the the police decals on the side yeah. i really like it it's kind of interesting it looks a little toyish yeah 
I it can does see what you're look saying. a little toyish, yeah. uh, but it just you know what? Like we said about the Tesla, good on you guys yeah. for taking a step forward and doing something different. Yep. Yeah. Right. Well, in the reality of it, it, what's the average service span of a police vehicle? Maybe five years. Depends on how often it's used. You might get a year and a half. Right. Two and years. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like maybe five years if it's not five years in max. GD, right? Yeah. It's like, and doesn't get written off. Yeah. Five years max if it's not a Ford uh, Crown Vic. Crown yeah. Vic's made 10, 12, 13, 14 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, but yeah, they're, they're but, you know, they're a World War II main battle tank. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> the lead sled. They make challenge coins about I know. Them. Yeah. Made, <laughs> the challenge coins are actually made out of the Crown Vicks. <laughs> Melted down. I would love that. If they ever said that that's what it was, buying every one of them. You can buy like chassis coins of actual like downed aircraft, hey? I had no idea. Oh, yeah. My buddy's got some of them from like, like A-10s and MiG-15s and like from as well as like old stuff too, like uh, Schmitz and uh, Fokker from World War One. Like it's the canvas skin and stuff like that. Like Damn you, Fokker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, like I said, it'd be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm intrigued. And that's all I care about is if I'm intrigued. Oh, yeah. And, and again, like a few years, if they're like, well, that was a can waste a time and money and effort okay the next one guys it's, it's got to be a black charger <laughs> yeah can it please be a blacked out full yeah, blacked exactly, out yeah. with the ghost decals on it yeah. and and because it's badass yeah. uh and, and the and, final and a nissan leaf no wait no <laughs> wait, wait wait no 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 it's the worst electric vehicle yeah it's range and it's got like 72 horse yeah it's bad news yeah and the last one we're gonna talk yeah. about tonight is a crapshoot and i don't know what the hell happened but we're special edition breaking news this came out in november so it's somewhat recent uh canadian forces military police vehicle design upgrade design upgrade yeah well i mean the mps have been rocking the same vehicle pattern since probably before i was born yes yeah they probably have with that it's their patch on the side door yeah and that was and it. it's just a white vehicle with the patch on it like it is about as utilitarian as it gets this one the new one so what we're staring at and you can go online look it up canadian forces military police new explorer new paint job design it actually got inside the blue line 2023 best dressed awards I think it was a special note. I was reading on the website. They haven't released it yet in the uh, the, uh, mm. the magazine yet, which yeah. I'm always excited about, which damn you, Blue Line, because you left us out of it again this year. This episode's going to get us in, I swear. We're just going to keep doing episodes on police cars until such a time as they yeah. let us in yeah. to be uh, special judges in this. But looking at this particular vehicle, I wonder who decided to come up with this design. Now... The article itself spoke a lot about the fact that they went and they uh, reviewed and assessed and analyzed and spoke with and got lots of opinions from currently serving MPs, currently serving CF members, uh, people of the community. And they said, listen, we need an upgrade on the vehicle, but for tactical and safety and visibility reasons, this is what we came up with. This is the best we got. And I think that this is something that was created by a 15-year-old with uh, a paint program yeah it's uh, unfortunately this has a lot of what you tend to see with too much military stuff where this would have been a cool idea in 25 years ago like this would have been groundbreaking in like 88 absolutely and and like 
Well, you put italics on your font? Yeah. Whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Italics? Wait, 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 wait. Comic Sans. Like. <laughs> Ariel Bold. Yeah. And, and again, it's, 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 I don't. I don't get it. I don't, yeah. I, I get I, it, but I don't. I know a few MPs. I know a couple of ex-MPs. And from what I've heard from them, the actual, like, active kind of deployment where they would need you know safety and visibility and stuff like that doesn't really happen a whole lot and let's face it a white vehicle would probably be pretty good but a couple of those 3m high vis high reflective strips on it and you'd probably be good to go this i don't know I just, I don't paint swoosh down the side kind of thing with this. There's almost like a faux gradient that goes from the front wheel there is. up to the top of the rear wheel well. 100% it's a wrap. That's going to be a oh, wrap. Oh, yeah. Like, um, and the, the I think the worst part about it is, is it's eerily similar. Like, it's eerily similar to the Nag regional cars mm. when they created the killer, killer whale cars. Oh, and it was yeah, just yeah, like yeah, a complete yeah. mishmash of new edge design and like curved yeah. lines and all the rest of that. Oh, let's implant a maple leaf into the paint job somewhere. But no one has a damn clue that it's a maple leaf because it's just a bunch of oblong straight lines. Like, yeah, it, 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 it there was, was a lot of try hard and oh god, was succeed little. <laughs> and just in this one itself, like if you took a look at that from a side profile. And if you're coming down the highway and this guy's sitting there on anywhere near like Comox, you know what yeah. I mean? You'll see it at Comox, see it in Victoria, lots in Victoria. Oh, yeah. Right? And all these bases, Trenton, you know, Borden, all the rest of that. If you got the highways going into them, this guy's sitting on the side of the road. I, if I'm talking about a, a visibility uh, situation and, mm-hmm. and, and, and criteria here, that's a fail. Because if I looked at that, coming up to it, it looks totally strange. Like optically, it would just completely throw me off. And if you want to talk about the difference and juxtaposed to the uh, Battenberg pattern, which is all about visibility. Uh And then this, which is like, oh, let's just disguise our vehicles that somebody can come in and ram and give us the perfect spot right in the middle of the vehicle to hit. Well, and that's it. It's a it's a gradient, shadowy design in the middle of the broadside. Like this is naval camouflage one hundred and one. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like they've, yeah. They've broken the silhouette up to make it less vehicle, less visible. And unless the writing on that is all extremely like high visible, that again that three M reflective, super high vis stuff. If you're coming at this thing broadside, it's just gonna blur. Like yeah. take a low visibility. Like had a bit of fog, maybe some heavy rain you know maybe some sleet snow whatever you won't be able to tell that you, you won't know, be able some, to tell that's a some vehicle. real canadian weather again the light bar is on and there's no side lighting on that vehicle the light bar is on there's no one home yeah, yeah. exactly there's <laughs> the, it's know, just, this thing's just gonna get t-boned and people are gonna be like oh i thought it was a shadow like, yeah, I mean, when when we look at what is required of a military police vehicle, and I am not military police, I've never served the military police or the Canadian forces, but I know the reason to have the military police obviously mm-hmm. there. I know the reason that they have vehicles, they have to get around like anybody else. But in this particular case, they wanted to, and I read in the article, they wanted to separate themselves between a municipal agency or federal or provincial agencies to the Canadian forces police. So I don't all of drab. Yeah, I I don't understand why they don't do that. I don't understand why they even had to walk away 
from the design that they did have. I mean, they could have yeah. improved, I guess. Well, but you know what? Like, they, they literally did the exact opposite of what they were intending, if that was their goal. Because this this looks like some small municipal agencies, like, oh, we got to update our design. Not okay. the Canadian National Armed Forces, which is what it is. Yeah, it's like I've got my police book up there that has yeah. all the police agency photos from the United States and around the world for the last, like, since yep. whatever it was, the 1930s. And this is classic, like, Miami Beach font is what this is. Yeah, if anything, this is, I'm starting to think of, like, dystopian future, like, enforcer vehicle. Like, it's... Very judged ready. Yeah, but like, not even like this is, I don't know. I was going to say 1984, but not quite. Like, it's just, like, it's just the, the font, the appearance. It, it, in all honesty, I see this vehicle blending in. Yeah. The fact that they've utilized red and white and black together, which are some of those most highest contrasting colors. Look at some graphics packages for domestic aftermarket stuff, right? Like, there are guys in there, they're Dodge Chargers and Challengers and sh- and and whatnot where they're going to have those color palettes because of how high contrast it is right like it and it's going to look funky so i don't know it's it's not a good choice of colors i don't think they've done anything to differentiate themselves from municipal agencies Um, i I think i think they missed the mark i I really do and it's nothing to say it's i shouldn't say that it's nothing it's not a statement to put down the work of our CF our MPs, right? It's not. It's not them. They they don't. They're not the ones no, that brought no, this no. on. The, they didn't do all the rest yeah. of that. And we always got to double check with this because people are like, "Oh, you're bashing our MPs." No, we're not. We're not saying that. Some like lieutenant or whoever it was that was in charge of doing this, or some major, came up with this idea and was like, "Hey, let's be innovative and let's change." But I'll say this. Not all innovation is good, right? You There's either wins and losses, just like everything else. And in this particular case, I think it's a bit of a flop. It's a miss. They could have just gone with something, like you said, a little bit yeah. more generic, but something that could have been punchy as well, too, that could have given them the, the, the honor in mm-hmm. that, that vehicle and the job and bring some more people in. But well, and that's just my opinion on that. I, but. Again, like, so you want to incorporate the military police, you know, like incorporate elements from their uniform, primarily black, gold, red beret, right? Put that all together and make the vehicle predominantly black with high visibility gold writing and, you know, maybe a red roof, right? Like to honor the red beret that they wear. Yep. Right. You've got to touch back to their their history and, and why their uniform looks the way that it is. So it's a real kudos to their own history while still maintaining that high visibility, high contrast and differencing themselves from the majority of municipal agencies. Black and gold, you get a little bit of OPP crossover. But, you know, unless you're going to be one. doing your cop car, like, again, all of drab, you're going to look municipal or, you know, very, civilian. It's very confusing for people coming off of, and especially going into places like Victoria and, and those larger municipalities yeah. around the base, especially with uh, Victoria, yeah. we see only here on the island because in Comox and yeah. in those areas, well, because there are larger municipal areas around there yeah that could easily be confused so, so 
Red is the first color that's lost from vision. So anytime that there's any vision loss, whether it's the sunlight through depth when you're scuba diving or, or low light or anything like that. So the fact that they've got military and then in red, police and then military uh, in red again. We are bilingual. Honestly, like... If I hold this away from you a little bit, you're just like the, just the red police. goes away and you just see police. Yeah. So again, that is it differentiating yourself from no, right? Again, they're not differentiating themselves from a civilian police force. Exactly. So I, in the end of it, I think it was a miss. I think there could have been something really interesting that could have been done there. But it's news and any news is, is yeah. good news when it really comes into it. So we're going to be looking for more of these in the future. This has been a great opportunity to kind of go up and go over these uh, stories that have come out. There are some new ones in the future we're going to look at as well, too. Um, I, you know, even now we get into this about an hour. Uh, there's lots more conversation to be had. And, and especially, you know, one of the ones I will be uh, punching out there is obviously to have a good long conversation about Dodge's rampaging into the Leo market in mm-hmm. Canada and taking full grasp of the fact that the RCMP is now using Dodges. I know. Very exciting. And Ottawa, like I'm looking at this photo right now, Ottawa is now using the Durango. I've been in, in one it. of the paramedic Durangos and it's good. Yeah, so there, there's <laughs> there's more conversation to be had at those in future episodes. But again, we just want to thank you guys for tuning in. We got lots more stuff to talk about in, in the future. We'll have more episodes coming. Especially when it's not on pause. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I will note this, that you know there have been some questions about the irregularity of episodes coming out. And they're like, oh, why can't you guys put out like every two weeks or wherever it is? Because we have jobs. <laughs> we have jobs. We have lives. Uh and, and, and in particular, these jobs and lives come first. You know, they we they, could start a Patreon, and then like people could just like pay us as they choose to, yeah. and then we could do this more often. Exactly. So we, we <laughs> <laughs> just bring on the dollars. Yeah. Uh, but we we do our best to be able to put some more content out. If you guys are looking for more episodes, check out the old episodes. They're always fun to listen to. I listen to them all the time in my car because I'm just like that. You know, I get a kick out of them. Uh, but we'll be doing more. We'll be getting more episodes out there. And this will become sporadic, but we'll put them out maybe one, two a month uh, as we go forward. Maybe we get some more time in the summertime to be able to do that. Uh, but again, like I said, the job, our, well, first and foremost, our families come first and then the job comes there. And then we have our opportunity to go and break donut and get down and, and just kind of have a good shits and giggle session here in the garage. So uh, we look forward to bringing more of those episodes out in the future. Again, check out the website, www.theunreasonablegroundspodcast.com. We'll be doing some updates on that as well in the coming future. Uh, but other than that, we may be some fundraising stuff in the summer. Uh, be able to look at a couple of events there. But uh, Mikey, last words before we sign off. Well, I never knew it was the Battenberg pattern, but uh, I always referred to it as like the Volvo pattern because I always saw it on the the Swede cars. Uh, So, you know, if you're driving through the snow and it's taller than your car and you're trying to avoid a moose and you don't want to hit a police car either, it's high visibility. Bring it on for everybody. All right, guys, you be safe out there. Those are a lot of last words, I'm sorry. (laughs) Be safe, and we'll see you guys soon.